Keeping Secrets About the Kids. Welcome back to the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where we talk about sex, love, and commitment. You're here with Tony DiLorenzo. And Elisa DiLorenzo. And in today's show, we're talking about when you keep a child's secret from your spouse. You know, it's um, it's one of those things where, you know, secrets are secrets are woven into the fabric of our society. And we're really going to unpack this in today's episode about how that impacts your marriage, how it impacts the intimacy between the two of you, and how it impacts the relationship with your child. Mm-hmm. You know, but before we do that, you know, we love to hear from you. It is so important that you stay connected to us, whether it be you pop in and put comments on the Facebook page under this episode, or you give us a call. We love getting the voicemails. You never bother us when you call. You can reach us anytime at 858-876-5663. Or if you want to send us an email comment on one of the episodes, just send that email to info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com because we want to hear from you. Anything that we bring out on the air is kept anonymous. It's a great way for you to be able to help others Uh because if you're having the problem, If you're facing a challenge in your marriage, I promise you that there is someone else in this listening audience that is dealing with the same thing. Mm -hmm. And I want to share this quote with you because, you know, as we're thinking about secrets and kids and your kids' secrets and when they say, don't tell mom or dad, or you make the decision not to tell mom or dad, your spouse, you got to think about what that does to you and what it does to your relationship. And this is a quote from Samuel Johnson. And he says, where secrecy or mystery begins vice or roguery is not far off. And that word roguery um, talks about being a rogue. So it's engaging in deceptive, dishonest, mischievous behavior. So it starts saying that when you become, when you start acting in secret, these other behaviors are not far off. And I will tell you whether this is the first time that you're listening to One Extraordinary Marriage. If it is, we're so thrilled that you've joined us. Or if you've listened to the past hundred and, I don't know, 80 some shows, there's the truth to that. Mm-hmm. When you start engaging in secrets, dishonesty, mischievousness, deceit will undermine your marriage. And the trust. And the trust. Which is the biggest of them all. Now, this whole episode actually came from an email that we received recently, and it was written to us by a wife. And she says, the one issue is that my husband is keeping our teenager secrets from me for weeks and sometimes even months, claiming he's allowing her a chance to be an adult and tell me on her own timing. I feel very offended for being on the outside like a third party instead of wife or mom. Mm. There's a lot of pain going on here in this message so much so that it actually prompted this podcast. Cause we've spent a lot of time in the past talking about the secrets that spouses keep between themselves, but we haven't really dug into this from the perspective of children. Right. And the secrets they have and your choice as a parent, whether or not to tell the other spouse. Um, and I will say, you know what? It's okay. If you're throwing a surprise birthday party for your spouse and you're keeping that kind of secret. Those are not the secrets we're talking about. And you guys know that. But I want to be very clear. Those fun, you know, surprise birthdays, surprise. You know, if you're surprising your spouse with a date and you're keeping that under wraps, that's okay. They like surprise. You know, surprise dates are a good thing. 
surprise vacation, good thing. These damaging surprises and secrets, not, not good. Yeah, not good at all. And, you know, this wife feels like she's on the outside looking in. She feels like she's, you know, a third party to her family relationship. And the first thing that really struck me as I read this email was the priorities in this family are not following from the top down. You know, we made it very clear in the first chapter of Stripped Down, 13 Keys to Unlocking Intimacy in Your Marriage. And you can pick that up on Kindle. You can pick it up as a soft cover book. You, if you want to consume it, we've got every single way covered. Yep. OneExtraordinaryMarriage.com slash Stripped Down. We make it very easy for you. But I'm going to review very quickly the top three priorities. You put God first, you put your spouse second, and then your kids. God, spouse, kids. In this family that we're talking about today, according to the husband, the child has an elevated role over his spouse. Now, I understand what he's trying to accomplish. I understand, you know, there's kind of that like, well, they've got to mature, they've got to know this kind of stuff, but not to the detriment of your marriage. Right. You know, this wife doesn't know her place in her own family. The daughter now has an elevated position because her father is willing to keep her secrets away from the wife and mom. You know, let, let's just give an example of this sure. in our own lives. Oh, yeah. When, when this happens with our kids. <clears throat> Excuse me. But typically what will end up happening, either one of them, will come up to, say, myself. And I'll be in the room. We're having a discussion about something. Um, typically, you know, Elisa is a little bit in the know. Something's going on. Doesn't know the details. I will be in there with my child. And they're telling me the details. As we're getting towards the end of this, we're clearing up. Please don't tell mom. Don't tell mom. Don't tell mom. Don't tell mom. As a parent and as a spouse, it is of the utmost importance that you let your children know that your spouse comes before them mm-hmm. and that God comes above all of you. And that by keeping this from your spouse is almost a form of lying and that you're going to let your spouse know. And that's it. Nothing more than that. Just a, I need to let your mother be knowledgeable of what has happened And I usually bring it from the point of honey or son or daughter. I need to let your mom know so that we can assess the issue together and come up with the best solutions Mm -hmm. and help you come up with the solution that is best for you, for us, and for the family. Well, and the way I've handled it on my side of things, when the kids have asked me um, more so with our son than with our daughter, I think just because he's older and has crossed a few more bridges, um, than she has. And, you know, it becomes one of those things where, you know, I'm very honest with him. I'm like, honey, I I, I don't keep secrets from your dad. I will let him know because sometimes it's a fear of punishment. Sometimes it's a fear of, you know, whatever those consequences are going to be. And if I've handled the situation, then it's a conversation with Alex where I say, you know what, you're not going to be further punished Right. For this. But as your parent, your dad needs to know what's been going on in your life. Yeah. 
you know, because we don't want our children to think that keeping secrets is okay. We don't want to, you know, as we've said in previous podcasts, you're modeling what your children are going to do in their own marriages. Mm-hmm. So if you're, you keep start keeping secrets for your kids, they're going to think it's okay to keep secrets from their spouses. Mm-hmm. You're setting a very dangerous precedent because keeping those secrets, you know, and it, you know, this mom doesn't talk about what those types of secrets are, but, you know, let's say they're big ones. You know, it could be something as, you know, as little as, you know, she got a C on a report card to, I don't know, she's pregnant. I mean, we could run the full gamut mm-hmm. of, you know, possibilities here. When a child learns to be deceptive as a child, they carry that into adulthood. It is our job as parents to train them. You know, it comes right out of the Bible. Train them in the way they shall go. That's our job. Mm -hmm. Allowing them to indulge in secrets is not training them in the way we... You don't want to work with somebody who keeps secrets. You don't want to be married to somebody that keeps secrets. You don't want your best friend to be the type of person that keeps secrets. And here's the thing, especially when you're keeping that secret from your spouse. Believe me, you know, we talk about sex a lot. And we talk about that connection, that, that sexual connection that happens when you're making love. When those secrets are being held out there, do you, do you think that there's going to be a disconnect? Do you think that your spouse isn't really going to be into wanting to have sex with you, make love to you, be open and honest with you in the bedroom? So let's flip that around. Let's think about the repercussions of what happens when we're doing this. And and yes, you may be going, well, I need to protect my child. But again, are you living your marriage from the top down? Is God first? Is, spouse, is your spouse second? Are your kids then third work and then those other activities? Because if not, if you're placing your kids above your spouse time and time again, and especially especially keeping these types of things from them. I'm going to tell you what you desire, that closeness, that connection, that even the emotional, the physical, non-sexual and sexual, the spiritual, financial, each of those are put into jeopardy. Mm-hmm. You really got to think about that. And I'm going to say this, and some of you are going to disagree with me wholeheartedly. But your kids, they're not your friends. They're not your friends. They're your kids. Raise them up so that they can be adults who can walk out of your house into the world, into a marriage where they can look back and go, my parents did me right. They're not my friends. They're not your friends. Alex will tell me this all the time. Hey, dad, you want to be my best friend? No, I don't, son. I want to be your dad. Go find somebody else to be your best friend, but I'm going to be your dad. That's who I am. Yeah. And there will be a time and a place when your children are adults to be their friends. I mean, I, I think you would consider that you have a friendship with your father. Yes. He's still, he's still your dad. He's not going to be, you know, it's a, there's still that parental relationship, but you guys definitely have a friendship now. But when he was raising you, when you were, you know, in his house, you were his child. 
but he's still my dad because even when we were on vacation, you know, there are still those talks. <gasps> he's, he's still my dad. Right. He, we, we still sat down and we had awesome conversation, but I knew in that conversation that he was and was still is my dad. Right. This yeah. isn't a friendship level. This isn't me calling one of my buddies and just talking about yeah. shop. He's right. still my dad. Still and yes, dad. that friendship has grown over the years. But in the end, he's my dad. And, and, you know, we see too many parents trying to be their kids' best friends, trying to, you know, do all the fun stuff, you know, just be in there. And I will tell you, um, we've been learning this over the last few months with our kids and we would get them and their friends together and, you know, we'll go get ice cream or we'll do whatever. And we have, I mean, I made, I had five kids at my house last week. Tony wasn't here. I, I make warm brownies, you know, I make brownies, pull them out of the oven. So we've got warm brownies. The kids are all in the backyard and they just start talking about what's going on. You know, and I just sit there and I eat my brownie and they're all just, you know, swirling with stories about who's doing what with who. Same thing happened a few months ago. We shared this with you guys. We had all the kids around, all of Alex's and his buddies sitting around our kitchen table. Tony and I are on either ends. And these four boys are talking about girls and relationships and this kind of stuff. Helping your kids to keep secrets is not helping them grow up. Mm-mm. Now, I will tell you something else that, is, that we've also done in our family. Um, you know, when Alex is like, don't tell dad, don't tell dad, don't tell dad. I say, I can't promise, you know, b- before I even know what the issue is. I will always say to him, I can't promise you that I won't tell your father. I have no idea what you're about to reveal to me. I, I, you know, I, I don't know what's coming next. I'm not going to promise you. And there are times when I've had to have the conversation with him. You know, I, I most likely will tell your dad. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's inconsequential, but he's blown it up so big in his head that, you know, I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, you've, you've just allowed it to fester and go big. And sometimes Tony and I have to have the conversation. Look, he's not ready to talk to you about this yet, but you need to know what's going on. Right. So when he starts to act out, when he's acting up, when he's picking on his sister, you know, I, I take that responsibility to say, you're not allowed to bring this up yet, but you have to know what's going on behind the scenes, which is, you know, yes. Am I telling my husband, my son's secrets? Yes. Because it impacts our family. Just like this daughter is impacting her family through her secrets. That's what happens when anybody in a family is keeping secrets. Secrets are destructive. Mm-hmm. They, you have to know what's going on in your house. Well, again, we go back to that quote that we started with the top of the show. Where secrecy or mystery begins... Vice or roguery is not far off. Mm-hmm. So just let those words sink in where the secrecy or the mystery begins. Think about how you feel when you're sitting in your kitchen or you're sitting in your living room and your spouse is in the bedroom with your child. You know, you, you get a little tense because you're going, okay, what are they talking about? What's going on? You know, I want to know. I want to know what's going on. Then your spouse comes out, but doesn't say anything to you. You hear the, oh, it's okay. I handled it. That secrecy now 
it just it causes just anxiety and pain and hurt and so for those of you the parent who is keeping that secret think about this think about this your spouse was in your life well before your children they were there before and we pray that they will be there long after your kids leave the house that bond that you have with your spouse is so important. Mm-hmm. It is so important. And you need to be able to share, just like Elise and I have told our kids, look it, you can tell them on your own due time, but I need to let your mom know. I need to let your dad know because they come before you. Well, And that also establishes um, the expectation and the creation in your family of, you know, creating an environment that teaches them how to face their, their situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, in our own family, we have had issues with our children lying. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And it, it's been a struggle for us. I mean, we share it with you guys because we don't keep, you know, our nitty gritty from you. And we've had to work really hard to create an environment where it is safe to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. because just like adults are afraid of the consequences, children are afraid of the consequences too. And so, you know, you start creating an environment of trust and an environment of that's based on love mm-hmm. so that they can, yes, they understand they're still going to have consequences. Our, our children do not get off the hook for their lying. But Tony and I have had to learn how to temper our reactions not get so emotional. I mean, you know, Tony's 100% Italian. I'm, you know, Italian and Puerto Rican and German. Um, so, you know, hot-headedness can kind of be a characteristic of some of those um, ethnic groups. Well, and, and I think more so than not, it's, you know, what's happening in your life? You know, there are times when I can be so laid back because everything's just flowing well. But and, not when you find out the kids have done something. Right. <laughs> No, no, but the, but our reactions mm-hmm. are also indicative of what has happened Absolutely. in our environments and what's going on around us. You know, you have a hard day or a couple of days at work and, you know, mom's in the hospital and this coworker is out sick and, you know, you know, you need to be at this activity that you said you were going to be at. And now, you know, now this comes on and it just, you know, it's, oh my gosh, one other thing and you can get you know, just, just so frustrated. Mm -hmm. I've been there. I mean, I've been there where sweat has seriously just been dripping off my forehead and I'm just so tense and the anxiety that comes with it. And then there have been other times where it's like, go talk to your mom. She'll come and let me know what's happening. And I'm just fine because of, you know, there are no, no pressing situations upon me. And I just want to share a technique for, um, for being able to have calmer conversations. Hmm. And this is something I, you know, I'd heard talked about, um, from author Bob Goff. He's Mm -hmm. the one who wrote the book love does. We've talked about that in past podcasts, Uh, but Bob was, is an attorney. I mean, he's actually counseled to, I can't remember where he's from African country. And, um, you know, so he's spent a lot of time around people being deposed and things like that. And he, I actually heard this um, 
interview on NPR last week and I actually did a little research from it because I remember reading it in his book. And I've used it not only with the kids, but with clients, coaching clients as well, that when you're having one of those confrontational conversations, when you feel like the temperature is starting to rise, I, I want, he calls the technique palms up. And, mm, yep. and, you know, it's so funny when I do it with the kids because they just start laughing, which is perfect because it breaks the tension. But what it, the story behind it is that when he would send clients into a deposition, depositions are done by opposing counsel, and it's a stressful time. Because they're asking you questions, they're digging deep, they're, you know, they're doing all this kind of stuff, and, and it causes a lot of stress. And typically when we as human beings get stressed, you know, we kind of pull into ourselves, we start clenching the fists, we get fidgety, you know, shortness of breath, all that kind of stuff. And so palms up is a technique where you lay your hands, palms up, you know, either on the table or on your legs, wherever, because your focus on keeping your palms up allows your emotional temperature to stay lower. Because you're focused on your, hand, you know, your hands being that way. And so you're also engaged. But it's, it's a technique that you can use even with your kids. When you're having a conversation with them, if you start to feel like that emotional temperature rising, you know, call out palms up. Everybody goes palms up. I mean, I had this experience with the kids last night. They were bickering back and forth. And so I said, okay, palms up. And so they're looking at me. And I'm like, no, seriously, palms up. And so they go palms up. And Abby just, she just starts giggling in that fabulous laughter that little girls have. You know, the whole body, like, you know, her stomach's all tight because she's just laughing so hard. And it's like this full body experience. But you know what? It was enough for her to get calm and to get her emotions back under control. And the same thing for Alex, who tends to be, you know, tends to be very quick to fly off the handle, especially in regard to his sister. And so he started to like flip his hands. I'm like, nope, you got to finish the conversation. Palms up. You guys can use this technique. It costs you nothing, but will bring you so much. Use it when you have to share those secrets. Use it when you're having a difficult conversation with your children. Go palms up on them. Keep your pants, you know, if you're sitting at the table, if you're sitting on their bed, where it is, just put your hands face up on your legs. And keep them that way. Because if you're not allowing your hands to clench up and, you know, because what happens, we clench our hands, we clench our shoulders, shoulders, we pull everything in. And when you're that closed off, nobody can communicate with you. Mm -hmm. And you may be feeling some anxiety right now in your life thinking about, oh my gosh, I really got to bring this up to my spouse. I really do. And maybe this is something that you can do right now. Now, if you're driving, please keep your hands on your wheel. You know, don't want you to take your no hands off the accidents. wheel, but you know, take the time, you know, like we talked about some episodes back is your mantras, mm -hmm. you know, put your palms up, you know, I'm wise, I'm wealthy and I live abundantly in God's glory or whatever yours may be, but know that and allow yourself to relax. Because here's the thing. When you are parenting, parenting's a tough job. Oh, gosh. Oh. Par parenting is one of the toughest jobs um, out there. And it's hard because there's no manual. Everybody's know. different. Everybody's different. Every child is different. And, you know, you can raise two or three kids in the same family. And you can't figure out why they all turn out different if, you know, they're being raised by the same parents. Mm -hmm. Because they each have their own unique personalities. And, and it's a job that you never get a break from. You parent 24-7 because even when they're asleep, 
if you hear something, somebody knocks on your bedroom door, whatever, you're back on. Mm-hmm. You know, and so having that trust between you and your spouse is critical to being able to parent effectively. Right. So you two, if this has been an issue in your marriage, it might be time for a state of the marriage conversation about how you handle the kids' secrets. It might be time to establish, maybe you've never had this conversation and you've just fallen into some bad behavior. Maybe you're the one keeping your child's secrets. Maybe you're the one like this wife was in this email on the outside looking in. And either way, I will tell you, it's not working in your marriage. It's not good for your kids. It's not good for your marriage. It's not good for the future of your marriage and your family and your legacy. So you need to have that conversation. How are we going to handle the kids' secrets? You know, if you've got little ones that aren't even talking yet, this is a perfect time to have this conversation because they have no secrets. You know, if, if they're still in diapers and that kind of stuff, perfect. Start now. Yeah. If you've got teenagers in college age, start now. You got those preteens, I'm telling you, the secrets are coming. And, and one thing I'm going to advise, I think many of us get very, we, we find our places in our homes where we're going to have the talk, you know? And so we know that, well, honey, we need to have the talk. So let's go into the room, wherever that may be. And maybe to even break up that tension a little bit for you guys, Mm -hmm. step out of the box, meaning your house, go somewhere else, go for a walk, go outside, go do something else just to break it up. And that allows for you guys to be in a new environment. Mm, powerful. You know what I'm saying? Because we get, it's almost like our sex lives. You know, we talk to so many couples and coach so many couples who are just like, wow, our sex lives were so great. And now it's in the toilet. And as we dig deep into what's happening, it's the same place. It's the same position. It's the same thing. Well, on the other side of this is, you know, when we do have these big conversations, we're doing the same place, you know, the same time, the same positions, you know, I need to sit on this couch, you need to sit on that chair, break it up, step outside of your box and see what happens. See the shift that happens for both of you. Again, you guys are in this together. You're on the same team husband and wife. I do. We become one. The two become one. I'm not fighting against you or trying to play offense or defense with you. We're on the same team. You know, we're here to do the best that we can together, not separate together. We're both on that team. And keeping secrets from your spouse is not playing on the same team. Playing spy games now. And honestly, when I think of spy games and people who are keeping secrets from me, we're adversaries. Mm-hmm. We're against each other. And that doesn't bring harmony, happiness, and awesome sex. Right? It just doesn't. And so... As we 
send you off today and you're thinking about this in your own marriage, we gave you some great tips. Which one are you going to use? Which one is going to be able to allow you to get over some of these humps in your own marriage? And you got to take the steps, folks. You got to be able to talk about them. And if you need that third party in between you guys, jump on for our 30 minute initial consultation coaching call. You can go to one extraordinary marriage.com slash coaching. This is vital. You guys, this allows you to get some, some real quick ideas. And from there we can see if we're a fit, we can see if we can help you further down the road. But if you're going at it alone and you notice that you're just stuck, don't hesitate. OneExtraordinaryMarriage.com slash coaching. Put in your name, put in your email, and we'll take it from there. All right? And so as we do end for today, connect with us. Let us know what is going good in your marriage. We want to hear from you. 858-876-5663. You can also email us directly at info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. We hope you have a fantastic day. We love you guys. And until next time, God bless.